Welcome to Tusker Talk, a podcast from Somer Schools. I'm Amanda Bergen, the district's communications coordinator, and it's Thursday, February 25th, which means it's time for another superintendent's update with Dr. Ray Blanche. Hi, Ray. Hi, Amanda. How are you? Good, thanks. Happy afternoon. Huh? Happy afternoon. <laughs> it is a happy afternoon. We've got some good news to share today, yes, actually. Yes, yes. We're going to talk about the next phase in our planning to bring the 7th through 12th graders back into school full-time. Yes. We'll get to that in a second, but first I want to talk about the Tusker University event that took place last night, which was a great success. It, it was really um, pretty amazing as we hopefully were able to get many of our community members uh, invited to that. We had over 120 community members come to the myriad of different course offerings last night. And to a T, I would say what I uh, was able to participate in and just dip in and out of those different sessions was the engagement level of all the participants was, was wonderful. The conversations that took place from how can I help my students in mathematics at the elementary level to how do I talk to students about, uh, you know, the uh, equality and challenges that may be going on, that are going on in a world in our life, not just nationally, but specifically locally, like in my neighborhood and things and in my own family. And then also just talking about some very logistical pieces. I'm looking going to high school next year and how to get my kid engaged. So very purposeful, very self-driven and things. So again, it was a kickoff event for that Tusker University and we will be following up with, again, similar type sessions but smaller pieces throughout the academic year. But it was a wonderful kickoff evening. So. It was, I was so yeah. impressed with all of the presenters. Yes, fortunate, you know, we've got some amazing staff members that were able to come and share their understanding of our children and our community and our supporting our families and that was the number one piece. This actually came out of uh, actually some of our initial queries out into our families. How could we support best during not this COVID period only, but moving forward and help us understand the schools and the systems and the structures and how we can support our children. And this is basically the evolution of that work as we started asking. So we're very much looking forward to the feedback that comes from the participants mm -hmm. to take our next iteration at this. There was also an hour-long social media boot camp that yes. was organized with our own SROs and the Westchester County Police yep. law enforcement yep. experts. Um, and we are going to, that was recorded, so we're going to post that soon so people who missed it can watch. Correct, yep, that one was uh, certainly again well attended, lots of information there, so it's not a bad one to kind of go revisit and re reconnect with because there's lots of information on social media and things to yep. keep an eye on our children. Yeah, well, a great start yes. to Tusker University. Agreed. So you've got some updates on bringing seventh through 12th graders back into school full-time. Yes, and as we know, uh, we had sent a note out to our families uh, a little bit before the break last week. And so now the number one piece we had talked about then and continue working forward is the, the, the hope of a vaccine now is a reality. And so when we initially got guidance to come back into schools in August, the things that you had to put in place as far as cleaning protocols and distancing protocols and all those things, there was no mention of any vaccination at that point because it just didn't exist. So now that it is a reality, we are looking to see how we can best go ahead and recon, uh, get, get our students back in school here. And if you think about one of the key structures of our reentry task force we started with, we had asked ourselves to make sure we look at always the safety of the health and safety of our children and adults in our schools. We're going to go ahead and reconvene a couple subcommittees from that group, one specifically being the health subcommittee. Mm -hmm. And another one will be specifically looking at the scheduling committee and say what could or should that look like as we hope to bring back our 7th through 12th grade children. 
what are some of the questions you'll be asking about bringing those kids back for scheduling? So one of the scheduling pieces is, again, using the guidance we have now, and we hope it'll actually continue to evolve in the couple of uh, coming weeks. Um, just how do you bring more students back for lunch proper at the secondary level? And how do you move a lot more students through the school than what we have had to do with right now? Uh, our current schedule, making sure that we can go ahead and do the same schedule with the current schedule that we're doing in a hybrid situation. So lots of those very operational decisions that we need to make sure that we're doing. And what about distancing? What's the guidance on that right now? So the guidance on distancing, that's a part where I would say that um, that six feet um, or, or less, you have to have a mask and a barrier. Now that's a part we're gonna ask our health committee to look at. Obviously when we started back in August on this thing, I don't, nobody really knew exactly what was happening, what was going on. We certainly took the perspective of keeping our adults as safe as possible you could with knowing that they no vaccinations and they're there with the children all day long and those components. So what we want to go ahead and ask and look at is we know and understand right now the guidelines from August, unfortunately have not been updated, saying we need to have a physical barrier. So we want to look at what's the best practice on those physical barriers. Have they changed any guidance on those physical barriers? and what would make the most sense to do that. And then about those shots, what makes the most sense for us to have the, the level of vaccination we're looking at. Again, we're hearing 80 or so percent, so we wanna make sure we go ahead and, and focus in on that area. And also, um, that's the physical health side of components there. We will also ask our social and emotional kind of subtask force to come together, looking at now bringing students together, how can we best support their social and emotional needs. So that will also be a group we'll connect back in. Mm -hmm. Again, it's, it's not, we're just throwing a switch back on. So we need to right. really That's make- It's not gonna be that easy. Uh, no, unfortunately. <laughs> and my best hope is however much time we get those kids back here for the remainder of this year, it'll be an opportunity for us to look and practice what we believe will be next fall. It won't be like it was back in you know 2019, starting school year. There's going to be lots of changes, and we just know the classrooms have to be situated differently. We've worked so hard to get away from like traditional rows separation. That's basically the only way we can sit our classrooms right now. So that's a very different change from what we've been working from an instructional practice. So those are some very real practical changes, and it's going to take some time to kind of. Uh, re-engage the system and warm it back up and so we can get those students in it. But that's where, again, we can get leverage and support from those subcommittees with the experts that were here from the beginning, which is great. They were here in the beginning and how we went through to get where. Now this is the next evolution of us fighting this uh, pandemic on head first. So. Well, and they, this re-entry coalition is really the reason this year's been as successful as it has been, all oh, the work they did. I can't agree more. And I think just bringing the collective knowledge together, I think the timing is right now. So. We're there, we estimate we're getting close to a third of our, our, our faculty community uh, have received shots and our employees. And we understand that, and we continue to work with the Westchester Department of Health. We've given them the numbers we believe we need for shots. They are trying to help us obtain shots so we can send our employees to either the Westchester Community College where they have a site now or to the um, you know, center down in Westchester. And so, we hope that will continue to really accelerate here in the coming days and weeks. So that'll give us a chance to get started sooner than later. So how many, roughly how many of school employees are you hoping to have vaccinated before you'd feel comfortable bringing people, kids back in full time? Great question and, and twofold. Right now what we're hearing and seeing is the number close, like around 80%. 
yet we also want to make sure we pull together that health committee. Obviously, they were critical in how we started from a health perspective. We'll ask them to look at that. We'll look, ask them to continue to look at some of the most updated research in this area and see what makes sense. Again, keeping our faculty safe is critical throughout this matter. I mean, they've, they've really done an amazing job putting themselves into a very precarious situation since day one. And we've done, I would say, a, a pretty stellar job. So now let's make sure we can keep those folks safe for themselves and their own families. And by doing that, now we have, you know, a game changer. We have the vaccine. And so let's be smart about getting that vaccine to our, to our employees, and then we can continue to support our students' learning in person. Any sense of when you, this might die? I know everybody's <laughs> waiting to hear you say, and that might right, be right. on yeah. what day? <laughs> so I would say, you know, we're a third of the way there. And so that's just been over three or four weeks. So hopefully that mark would keep coming. My best hope would be that we can at least try to start thinking about after the spring break. Even if after spring break we start doing some phasing and bring them in, well, that would still give us hopefully a good chunk of April and May and June where we can start getting some of that experience back for our students. If we're able to do earlier, even for partial, we'll do that. If we can start before and finish afterwards, we'll do that. We're not going to prematurely stop or not start before spring break. If there's anything we can do to start, we will go ahead and start. Okay. And my hope is, is we have a you know board of education meeting uh, you know uh, the following week. We'll start reconvening our committees next week, and we should have an, you know just a brief update on that Tuesday of where we're sitting and where we're standing, and and uh, again just keep providing clear updates out to our community. All right, which we will do again next Thursday. Yes, thank All right. you. Thanks, Amanda. Thanks, Ray.